Welcome back to another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Santangelo. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Santangelo. Today, we are going to be running through the AFC North. With me is Mike Hoffman. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Hoffman. And also, you guys can uh, you know take a look at Joe Hoffman here next to me. Follow him there at Joe Hoff Pod. Guys, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, we're feeling fantastic today. Unfortunately, no Dean here. He's a very busy man, busy schedule. He sends his condolences. But uh, look, in the words of Steve Harvey, we got a good one for you today, folks. <laughs> Steve Harvey is television. He is. He is. <laughs> So what we're going to do today, guys, is cover the NFC North. No, we're not covering NFC North. AFC North. <laughs> North. Sorry, excuse me. Um, right now, so let's start with the the Browns. Now, for it depends on what site you guys are using, obviously. Um, so just keep that in mind when you guys listen to our uh, our predictions, our you know bets, betting odds, things like that. But um, the, the lines may differ, obviously. The win total is, is uh, for us, what we're using on mybookie.ag, is 5.5. The over is, neg- is minus one, 115. The under is minus 115. Plus 900 to win the division. They were 0-16 last year, yeah, obviously. Of um, it goes without saying they are in a very bad spot. But, they, again, of course, they had some exciting players they drafted this year. So I'm going to direct it over to Joe. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on some of these, these yeah, lines man. here? Look, I think, well, it's a good thing you said. I mean, it depends on which, which book you go to. Sometimes the lines differ. The odds differ. I've seen them at six. Um, we caught them at five and a half at the time we are recording this. But, um, look, the talent is the talent's fine. I think they're actually better than some of the teams that they're losing to. I think you saw a lot of that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Mike, you're a big believer in Hugh Jackson being just, just the worst <laughs> yes. coach of all time. Hugh Jackson is... First team all mentally handicapped. Yeah, the look the the quarterback sneak from the four with no timeouts. <laughs> that was horrible. Look, I mean, I think a good coach can make or break you. I mean, he can take away three or four wins. So if you look at a maybe a, at their very best with a good coach, they're eight and eight. I think you probably have them a little higher. But um, look, I think they're six and ten talent level. If you just have a mediocre coach, mm-hmm. I have them at three and thirteen. We're going to go through our schedule, by the way, guys. We're going to make sure we we go game by game. Um, in addition to all the, the players, the acquisitions they got, um, who they lost, all that good Because they did get a lot of stars, Mikey. Who, who did they end oh, up they, they got uh, Jarvis Landry from the yeah. uh, Dolphins. Right. So he's good for about 1,000 receptions a year. I mean, depending on the, on the quarterback. 1,000 yards. 1,000 receptions. 1,000 receptions. <laughs> that would be a great, fa- that would be a great fantasy addition. A thousand, if you're, That's a first <laughs> round. Right yes. Uh, no, I'm very stupid uh, for saying that. So no, I meant 1,000 yards. <laughs> Uh, well, who is the other receivers? We're looking at Josh, uh, Gordon. Josh Gordon. He's had some off-the-field issues. He has, like, anxiety. Yeah, I think he's scared or something. Didn't take didn't, didn't, <laughs> But didn't Hugh Jackson, I, I saw something earlier this past week where um, I guess he's – there's a, there's a part where they he's going through, again, some I think some mental health yeah. problems. Yeah. So yeah. I, guess, I, think I think he's seen some people about that, but – they expect him to play a role at some, uh, you know, and have an impact on the team at some point during the season. Now, yeah. whether that's maybe down the stretch, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, who knows? But 
I mean, if they can get him back, we all obviously everyone knows what he's capable of. We've yeah. seen him in when he is on the even, field, even and he's last not. Year, yeah, when they had Kaiser at quarterback, he put up some pretty That's decent games. Exactly. Now imagine they'll they'll have so if they're able to put Gordon with Landry, I mean, obviously, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what's what's big for them is turnovers were their Achilles heel last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Vegas says turnovers are a flip of a coin. Mm-hmm. When you lose or win within one possession, or you have a ton of turnovers, or you hold on to the ball very well. Every year, um, Vegas thinks it's more of a coin flip than it is skill. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they had I, – I don't have the numbers on the turnover. We could probably look it up for you guys. But um, they turn – it's no secret. They turn the ball over like crazy. Tyrod never turns the ball over, and he's not a quarterback. So that's an exceptional piece. And then also, y- y- they have a good enough run game, and they got Joku, and they got Bells now. Yeah, so Joku's – he played better at the end of last year as well. You're looking at <clears throat> two to three receivers that can help a good run game and a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. If you take away the name, the Browns, if you just put it – if they're the you know the New Jersey touchdowns, <laughs> then then everyone's like, oh yeah, this yeah, team's not bad. There's, I, I agree with that. I think there's when people look at certain teams, they'll and then I think this for a while. You guys can uh, you know agree with me or disagree on this. Yeah. I think the Lions had that perception too, where there was parts no like doubt. there was parts where they were just. So poorly operated from the front office perspective yeah. with oh, Matt yeah, Millen and and, oh. and when they were drafting like wide receiver after wide receiver and for the with the exception of maybe Roy Williams for a couple of years and Calvin Johnson a lot of those their picks just didn't nail. So I think mm-hmm. again, they're, if you take away the fact that they're the Browns and you just kind of look at the personnel, the players they have. I mean, yes, the, the question mark obviously the head coach. Um, there's a possibility yeah. that perhaps he doesn't even last a full season. Yeah. Um, there's, a strong possibility. there's a strong possibility. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm curious to go with the odds on that hour. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I feel again that that reputation's kind of been traveling with them, yeah. and I think that's ultimately kind of fogging people's perception of what they could be. And another thing is, their GM was a G- now um, is a G- was the GM, excuse me, of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And look at the guys he drafted. Right, Kareem Hunt is yeah. one of the guys. Hill, I believe he drafted Kelsey as well. Now all of a sudden they got yeah. a guy who knows talent. Yeah. I think Hugh Jackson is literally like a minus three. Head coach. Uh, going back to the giveaways, yeah, uh, the turnovers. They had 28 picks last year hmm. and 13 fumbles. I believe that led the league in. Both. Yeah, really. That's so. Now there's a few teams with more fumbles, but the, the interception yeah, is absurd. They had six more picks than second place team, which was the Broncos, and they. Oh man. They had just three of the worst quarterbacks oh, to ever grade the field. That's insane. Another I mean, thing you mentioned earlier about, uh, uh, I think they upgraded at running back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just. The addition by subtraction by getting rid of uh, Isaiah Crowell, uh-huh. also known around these parts as Isaiah Garbage, <laughs> right, right. because he is terrible, and I hate you, Isaiah Crowell, if you're listening. Yeah, uh, they got Ch- uh, Nick Chubb out of, uh, out of in the draft, um, and Duke Johnson's had some pretty good years in the past with Definitely. the limited uh, time that he's had. He mm. also slammed his helmet in disgust after that four uh, that so did I four, <laughs> that four yard uh, quarterback sneak attempt. Look, the, a, lot the of, no a lot of the pros, <laughs> a lot of the professional betters were on the Browns because the, the numbers were so <laughs> skewed. Also me. They had to come back. <laughs> I also was. <laughs> they had to come back to the norm, and then they just kept losing. And they kept doing stuff like that, which is not yeah. even – you're not even competitive at that point. You know, yeah. it's one thing you throw a couple yeah, jump yeah. balls. Up, you know. And then going back to – this just tells a lot about Hugh Jackson's, you know, uh, his character as a man. His pedigree. He said if they go 0-16, he's going to jump into some lake or river in the – I forget which one. Um, not a geography – Major, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but he said that he was going to jump in the river, and then he did it in like June. 
Yeah, he's a liar. He's a liar. He's like 95 out. I would do that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go swimming. (laughs) Yeah, you're real courageous, dude. Yeah. Anyway. And then what we found out was all the fans jumped in it because they were also hot. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone's just diving in. It was just a party. Oh, you're so brave for going swimming on a summer's day. Look, two things real quick. On the other side of the ball, they're 19th in yards. Average day, that's fine. That's all. I, don't turn the ball over and have mm-hmm. an average day. Yeah. And Plus, um, Garrett was hurt a lot of uh, last year. Just want to say that. And then imagine when they got him back. Now mm-hmm. they're bump up a couple spots with no turnovers. Anyway, let's go through. Um, let's go through the actual schedule. They open up at home against the Steelers. Did they do that last year? I th- uh, they closed against the Steelers last right. year. That was last year. They, last division game. games, they always play them tough, but I have them losing against the Steelers. If there's any upsets. If the Browns can can sneak a win in against a, a you know AFC Championship caliber team like the Steelers, it would be Week One. But uh, you know it's hard to open up the week yeah, saying I mean, that we'll get into the Steelers in a little bit. But yeah, but I got them starting off, close out um, the four, five, six with two home games, and they have the Bucks on the road. If they can somehow sneak in mm. a win before they go to that game, because I have them picking up the win against the Bucks there too. But uh, yeah, the Chargers have a bye Week Eight. So they might be looking at uh, some some rest and stuff like that. I don't know. It's hard to give the, the Browns any more wins than three here just because of the coach. We, we just gave a bunch of good reasons why they should be a 6-10, and ten, good re- like mm-hmm. an above-average rebuilding team, and I still have them at 3-13 and 13 I think just because the coaching's horrible. I think they're a competent head coach away from being like a six seed. They could get a wild card, especially in that division, playing the mm-hmm. Bengals and the Ravens. Like, look what the twice. Bills did. Well, let me let me ask yeah, you. Let me let me ask you this just around the about the Browns because I think they have a, they're they're starting to get assemble a talent and I think that's obvious. Obviously, it's going to be a process. I, I if you ask any Browns fans, I'm sure they're what they would tell you that it's kind of going to be a two to three year thing. I mean, we all yeah. know the the turnaround in football is a lot different than certain other sports like baseball, where it's like you have to kind of have to build through the draft. You know, mm-hmm. you can always refer to the Astros. Took their yeah. lumps consistently. They just kept consistently compiled and stockpiled, you know, young talent, and eventually it all grew at the same time. And then they assembled pretty much the, the best team in, in the league right now. And they yeah. obviously won the World Series last year. There's a possibility, in my opinion, that perhaps at some point early in the season, if they find that they are in a relatively decent spot, but that Hugh Jackson's not quite getting it done, they could pull the plug quick and say, "Look, we have someone that we may think we can save it, save this season and kind of keep mm-hmm. us in contention." Because like around that week right, seven area, they might say, "Let's say, for example, they're three and five, or, or two and four, or, or whatever the case is." And it's like, "All right, at this point of the season, like you're still kind of feeling out who is it, who are the contenders, who are the pretenders." Yeah. Do you think there's a possibility they pull the plug on Hugh Jackson and say, "Look, we have opportunity to maybe get a six seed, contend for a, a, a wild card spot." Will we pull the plug and see if we could get someone in to kind of get this there? Because uh, I mean, it's, it really depends on the schedule, obviously. But how they, how he's right. able to get you know some certain things out of certain players. Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility, especially with Todd Haley as their uh, offensive coordinator, right? And, ex- and, and experience in that coach, that division. Yeah. And he's yeah. been yeah, he's a uh, coordinator for the Steelers for I think like six years, seven years. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to that, also the odds for uh, Hugh Jackson being the first coach fired is plus three hundred on my bookie. So. Okay. Uh, There's some good value. We'll, we'll do some of that in a later yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. We can break down some some props and things. Finishing like that. Finishing up but. with the Browns because I want to make sure we obviously get to every team. I have them two and eight going into their bye week eleven. So they're losing against. So they, they won week seven against the the Bucks on the road. Then they lose yeah, Steelers okay. on the road, Chiefs and Falcons at home. Mm-hmm. Those That's are pretty much no brainers for tough, me. Especially when they face good better coaching. It's just yeah. It would also be total Falcons move to lose on the road as well though. It would. It but, would. Uh, but uh, let's. I think. Look, I, I think with the Browns, look, I think. It, I mean, you guys can probably give me your your actual 
you know, predictions for what the Browns are going to finish this, this year. I mean, the, the, they're definitely going to improve. They are, they were 0-16 last year. There's no way they're going 0-16 yeah, this year. You can't get worse. You can't get worse than 0-16. <laughs> they're going to go negative um, 1-16. So I, I think, look, three to four wins is definitely reasonable. I think that would be it, – it, it would be a building block, as you guys just said. If they finish, you know, 4-12, 3-13 and and they see they have some signs. They build again with, through the draft the next year. They get a good coach, someone who can kind of bring the project forward. Now you're all of a sudden kind of flirting with a team that may be a wild card contender at some point next year, whatever the case is. So I mean, but then you can also point out that there's teams that kind of like run into victories when they should, probably shouldn't. And, and a team like the Browns unlucky. are built this year to do that. Where if they're three and you know maybe three and thirteen or, or four and twelve. There's a possibility that maybe scrap together an extra win or two, right. Again, and that, you know what I'm saying? They're six home. and ten because yeah. I think they're a more formidable team now, and I think there's you know there's, they're not going to be as much of a pushover as right. they were last year. The talent can hide some exactly. There's going to be games where like you know they'll be carried by a certain individual, whereas last year it's like you're looking at their roster like they don't mm-hmm. have that guy that can at least like carry a game or win a game for you. Yeah, they had Isaiah Coella running back. What's he going to do for you? (laughs) Right. Isaiah. (laughs) So you can see that Mikey has an agenda (laughs) against Isaiah Crowell. That's why five and a half is... It's a good line. Props to the the bookmakers. That's a really good line. At their their floor, there are three or four wins. But then after the bye, week 12, they go on the road to Cincinnati. And you know what's also another fascinating thing, too, that I'm just thinking of is we saw what happened with the, the Niners last year. Where the Niners were a bad team. They were a bad mm. team for most of the year. And they were really were just kind of being slept on, slept on, slept on. And then they make the trade for Garoppolo. And now all of a sudden, they went five in a row with Garoppolo, if I'm correct on that. Yeah. So there's that's there's always a possibility that they they can come out of nowhere and again that num that line the odds can change. Right. You may be looking at okay, well if they make a change at this point of the season. Hold on. You may guys listen to our, our, our predictions, our odds and what we're going with, and then saying, Okay, well maybe should I just? Should I take that? Because there's going to be po- things are going to change. They're going to fluctuate with injuries, with different coaching, uh, with different players. Maybe going back and forth between teams in the division. A lot of things come into play, guys. When you guys are considering, you know, who to bet on and what odds to take. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out too. Definitely. Keep going. We got. Through, I got them in week 13, losing to the Texans. Then they lose at home to the Panthers. Road Broncos loss. And I have them beating the Bengals week 16. I also have that at home. And then I have them losing. On the road to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So to wrap it up before we move to the Bengals, um, three and thirteen, six and ten max. But I have them at three and thirteen, mm-hmm. losing some yeah. some close games. I got them conservatively at four and twelve. Right. That's giving them like a few. I'm not taking this line. Yeah, I would take you know? if I had to. If gun to my head, I'm taking the under uh, right. five and a half because I don't think they have the um, the coaching staff or totally that many playmakers, especially without Josh Gordon. Um, if he's because you don't know really where he's, his head's going to be at, mentally or physically, right. uh, definitely during the season. So, all right, yeah. so that's that's our that's yeah. our Browns coverage. Again, things are going to change. We'll we'll probably be updating on our our social media accounts. You know, if we if we see that maybe Gordon comes back, or you know, this guy's getting a little bit more action, or maybe they make a coaching change at some point. Things are our, our opinions and our and our predictions or our, our outlook on the Browns for this season could obviously change. So just keep that in mind as you guys are listening to this. Uh, the second team we're gonna we're gonna move on to is the Bengals. Um, again, just going to point out that our lines, everything like that, is going to differ based on who you're using, who you're referencing for your your betting odds. Uh, the win total is six and a half. The over is minus one twenty. The under is minus one ten. They're uh, a plus seven fifty to win the division. Now last year they were seven and nine. Mm-hmm. So. 
Bengals are, in my opinion, are a tricky team to kind of judge year in and year out. They're still holding on to Marvin Lewis. Um, let me, let me, uh, let me set the scene Mikey, Mikey's going to get us started here because I think he's, he's, he's been almost asking me to tag him in because I think he's ready. It's 2060. It's post-apocalyptic Earth. Uh, there's, you know, just, just dust and Terminal. everything. Robots like, have taken over the Earth. It's like Terminator 1. Uh, the smoke clears. And Can we Marvin use Terminator Lewis, 1? And Marvin Lewis is still the Bengals coach. Right. Yeah, that's a strong he possibility. Just, he just will not fire this oh, guy. <laughs> Brian, so with you. But I actually have a, a kind of a lava take here. Um, also, if we can jump back two seconds to a lava take that I have, the Browns totally forgot to say it. I actually think it's a conspiracy that Hugh Jackson still has a job. I think mm. they're purposely trying to fail so that they can acquire more draft picks. And then when they finally get some more talent, then they switch it up. Kind of mm. a similar situation here in Cincy. I, I kind of go with the same uh, lava takes here. I have week five. Uh, he is finally canned. On a, a bad home loss to the Dolphins, but I, looking into the schedule, I literally will never bet on Marvin Lewis getting fired ever, even yeah. if he quits football and gets a job as like a desk jockey somewhere. Yeah, he's, he could do a bad job being a salesman. I know it's also me- you know it's also a mess too is the fact that yes, they consistently stick by Marvin Lewis despite you know you know the years even when they were a pretty mm. good team and they were they were getting bounced in the first round and they gave all that money to Andy Dalton who. Oh. At this, everyone at this table doesn't rate at all, um, and but they're sitting on all that big money. So it's like, at some point, you you that you gotta wonder, you gotta wonder when the Bengals are just gonna completely blow it up. Man, uh, not the manager, head coach, quarterback. I mean, I know they owe him a lot of money, but like, are you gonna consistently keep going? And we saw what the Ravens did. I mean, obviously we're gonna we're gonna get to them at some point. Yeah. Um, but you saw what the Ravens did that they they gave that big money to uh, Flacco after winning the Super Bowl, but they drafted a quarterback. So it's mm. there's that possibility where it's like if they're looking at the end is near exactly I think that's that's what I think we're we're, we're getting at here but I'll let Joe go uh, and yeah. start with his, uh, his schedule man. overview and what he what he thinks definitely um, if you start off with with who they acquired and who they lost there's just not much here um, they didn't really do anything besides the coaching staff well check mm. out some of these stats they were 32nd in yards 27th in pass yards. 31st in rush yards, 26th oh. in points. This is all defensive stats. And then they re-signed everybody. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why? You have to look. And then, look, I was <clears throat> looking at uh, – it's a lot of how teams close out mm-hmm. the season based off of who gets – you know, the, the coaching staff, who gets fired and whatnot. Look at from week – look at the last five games. Look who – what kind of defenses they're facing. Mm. They're going to get owned. <laughs> they, have, they have one pro bowler on offense, A.J. Green, having a wide receiver pro bowler – you know, it's I'll take it, but it's kind of useless at that position too because it's not yeah. like you can just hand him off the ball. Like there's yeah. there's years where like the Vikings they with Peterson tackle. where yeah. they would just give Peterson the ball and he would win games. Getting back to what I was saying about the Browns, like that's they can lean on him exactly. They can lead. He could wind up deciding a couple games, and you wonder how much a guy mm-hmm. like Adrian Peterson is worth in terms of wins. The yeah. Receiver can't do that exactly. He can't be like throwing the ball. I mean, as, Jerry Rice, well, like when you look at yeah. well, when you look at Andy Dalton, I think maybe AJ can just start throwing himself the ball, like hike it, and then just. Throw, throw it, just it run really, downfield. Really, really high up in the air. Uh, and I think let, you're onto something. And if Marvin Lewis ever gets fired, you you might be looking at a Bengals. Well, what if I job. become the coach <laughs> and I implement that? Like, I thought this is going to sound crazy, guys, but AJ Green's our quarterback and our number one wide receiver. I like it. <laughs> also, another uh, interesting stat here about their um, terrible, terrible offense. They had five losses last year, but they didn't score more than one touchdown. Wow. And I believe there was one game against uh, the Vikings in Minnesota. They literally threw a touchdown. I don't know if I think they might have had like 16 points that game, but that's a little bit uh, misleading because they threw a touchdown as time expired 
and they were down like 30. Yeah. That's uh, true. I remember, so you guys remember that game. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so uh, they, yeah. and then after all that, they're like, bring everybody back. Bill yeah. Laser, come on back. See, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that just, again, you, you, you run a football team from the front office down. And that's mm. when you don't have the right brain trust in them, the right people making the decisions involved. That's where you run into trouble. And again, you've you got to, at some point, blow the entire thing up if it's not working. Mm-hmm. You just have to. They have some good That's what we've kind of seen with that. Not the, the completely with the Seahawks, but they're starting to, guys are starting to trickle down Pete and Carroll they're starting to lose. everybody. Fired it. And he, they lost, obviously, Richard Sherman. They yeah. have they have other people that they're losing pretty much every offseason. Yeah. So you wonder, it's just like, okay, like sometimes it's okay to take it down. And the same thing even with the, like a team like the Giants where you look at them and they're like, all right, they had a down year, but like they drafted smart. They got the right people involved. Now, like, people are starting to, again, you guys, you know, those are listening, everyone's going to have their own opinion on who yeah. finishes where, but there's people that are saying, like, okay, like, Giants are a pretty good team, like, they can make a run at a, at a playoff spot like, after a, such a bad year. So, like, that's what I get when I, when I refer to when saying getting the right people involved, and the Bengals just are not doing that. They're one of those teams that consistently sticks by the same losing strategies. Right, and we started off with two doozies of organizations here, because, I mean, maybe <laughs> the bottom two organizations. Uh, I haven't really ranked them in my mind, but I would just might have something yeah, to say about that. <laughs> I'd put them like at the very highest 20. Yeah, they're definitely smartest. Definitely, <laughs> definitely massive ineptitude. We're, going real on quick, it, we all know the second half adjustments are huge coaching. I mean, Belichick, the Patriots mm-hmm. are like, I again, uh, don't have stats, but we all know if you're a football fan, the Patriots come out in the second half and they just make adjustments better than right. anybody because of their coaching yeah. staff. Check this, this stat out. They were 30th in second half points and 29th in fourth quarter points. Oh. Someone just flip a coin. Can we just throw it out? Just throw a 50-50 ball eight <laughs> times a game to A.J. Green. That's that's all I'm saying. And then to make matters worse on their defense, Perfect is out the first four games. Yeah, he's suspended, I believe. Which is probably like according to their plan or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like Bill Laser's like, Perfect. Guy. So <clears throat> Perfect's going to get suspended. We're going to have this guy in that's here. That's literally this is probably part of their plan. I mean, all, you put all that into a melting pot. Geno Atkins is their other pro bowler, by the way. But you, you put all that into an, uh, in the melting pot. Look at what the Browns are doing to try to get better. Look what the Bengals are doing. How mm-hmm. is there not... Uh, yeah. switch here. Also, they do have, uh, they're kind of almost in the right direction on offense. Uh, they drafted Joe Mixon last year. Um, family man, Joe Mixon. <laughs> yeah, great, great guy. guy. Uh, so, I mean, he's definitely electric on the field. So if he could just keep his hands to himself off the field, right. I think that, you know, he, he thinks he's he could do some fair. damage. And he's one of those guys, like you were saying before, where they could kind of lean on him. Um, yeah. And they won't have to lean on Jeremy Garbage, a.k.a. Jeremy Hill. Right. Uh, There's a lot of garbage. What about Lamar? Yeah, well, Lamar well, Miller? What's his nickname? Uh, Lamar Bitch. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, j- my, my reason for hating Jeremy Hill is I drafted him in fantasy one year, and he had like 12 yards every game, and then I benched him, and he scored three times. Right. So, Jeremy, if you're hanging out with Isaiah Crowell, just know that I hate you both. <laughs> right. Those are your boys. <laughs> you love this division, dude. Let's let's go through the schedule. Let's go. Uh, they open up against the Colts. I have them, I have them losing to the Colts. Colts' biggest Achilles' heel is um, protecting the quarterback, and the Bengals poor can't. Andrew, poor Andrew Luck. They can't. Oh, <laughs> my condolences go out to him every year because the Bengals can't pressure the quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. I have the Colts. And look, week one, half of them are flipping yeah. coin. Anyway, I actually have them beating the Colts. That's uh, fine. I think the Colts are, are pretty bad. I we'll, probably we'll got one later on. Yeah. When we, when we go through the AFC South, um, I have them winning against the Ravens at home. Agreed. Just because it's their home opener, division rival, they'll show up for that game. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, next is Panthers on the road. They're losing. Mm-hmm. Then they lose to the Falcons mm-hmm. as well. Same. Um, for similar reasons, really. Just both of them have better offenses than the Bengals have defense. And with no 
perfect. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. And then but finally, coaches as well. Oh yeah, coaches and staff. they'll get him. They'll get perfect back in week five, but that's why I think he gets fired here. I think he comes back. Okay, now no more excuses. This is it. And they mm-hmm. lose at home to the Dolphins, who can run the ball a little bit, not exactly yeah. much mm-hmm. else. Um, so that's why I think he's totally canned. And then I have that look. You might think I'm crazy. On paper, are the Steelers better than the Eagles? Or whoa, whoa. are the Steelers better? <laughs> excuse me, are the Steelers better than the Bengals? Absolutely, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. But one one fact that that the people in the betting world know, Tom, uh, Tomlin has the Steelers show up for big games. So mm-hmm. is he going to have them show up? Bengals on the road when they just started off one and four, and what's his face just got fired. See, I think they could just kind of accidentally win that game. Of course, because they have too much offensive talent. Of course, they can. But I feel I'm not an eight an eighth grader where I'm just going to be like Bengals stink. Oh, and sixteen. You got to mm. give them something. I have them at four and twelve. That's crazy. And I have them winning. That's crazy. What about this though? So, so you bring up a good point because that when they, you say when they get perfect back that week for week five, right? You you're predicting pretty much Marvin Lewis is going to be axed by then as perfect's coming back. So after it, that game. After that game. So if it's right. a division game, division game, you factor that in, yes. But then there's a possibility of a new coach. There's got to be something inside of you as a Bengals player at that point to say, like, all right, our coach got fired. We got one of our best players back. Like, mm-hmm. let's do something. This is a division right. game. Like, we got to get up for this game. Like, yeah. that has to feed in. And division games are always right. so tricky to judge. I mean, you know, there's there's cases where it's on paper. It just it shouldn't be, even be close. The Titans swept but, the Jags last year. Who's better, mm. the Titans or the Jags? We mm. all know the Jags are. Yeah. Even though Mike is a cool. huge Titans fan. Uh, We're seeing a lot of Titans Titans believe yeah. Oh, I love you, Derrick Henry. <laughs> but anyway, look, you have a fascination with many running backs just based off of, of fantasy, really. Uh, well, we'll get Maybe into that. Maybe uh, physique. I mean, look at his arms. Oh, he's, he's sheesh. Man, have you seen that guy's body? <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, going back to week six. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's – and then I have – because the Steelers are also uh, going on a bye in week seven more evidence mm. to the fact that they might lose in week six. That happens a lot. Um, mm. Tomlin, I think he's an above-average coach, but he doesn't show up for the little guys. Then I have them losing on the road to the Chiefs. Uh, then they're beating the Bucks at home. That's a very winnable game. Yeah, I'm down with the Bucks. They have a bye the week after that. And then I have them... Do you know that I looked up... I did a lot of research on, on the Bengals because of my passion and hatred. They have a 34% <laughs> success rate after a bye. More, oh. more evidence <laughs> to prove that their coaching staff is horrible. All Look I at the want, stats I just I read, and then oh, this, and, and it's like... All I want in life is to have the same job security as Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I dude. Would. So, uh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up, and then we'll get to the Steelers. Um, we're losing at uh, on the road to the Ravens. Beating the Browns at home. Mm-hmm. You have that? Yeah. <clears throat> we got loss at home to the Broncos. And then this is the, the stretch uh, that I was talking about. The Broncos at home, they're going to... It's a tough defensive match. Chargers on the road, uh, decently defensive. Mm-hmm. They lose at home to the Raiders. Kind of a... Yeah, I actually haven't beaten the Raiders at home. I could, I could see that. Then they lose on the road <clears throat> to the Browns, and then they lose um, on the road to the Steelers. You don't know if the, if the Steelers at that point are going to have anything to play for, but yes. that's why we go game by game, because yeah. little things like that matter. Like, the Bills are going to have a hard time beating the Patriots, but Bills at home week 16 when the Patriots have already wrapped it up, mm-hmm. that's a good chance. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, this line is tough, too, because it's six and a half. So if you have them having five wins by that point or six wins by week 15. Yeah. Um, now you're, you're, you're playing with some fire, yeah. They're playing, they're playing the Steelers who are going to have the division sewn up by then. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I have the under at five wins. Yeah, but, I have them uh, four and 12. I don't think I'd, I think I'd stay away from it. Gun to my head, I'm taking... I, I actually think I would take this because I think that they have a, a little bit of a floor. I think four win. I gave them a couple wins um, 
that are just toss-ups. I, you telling me that Browns at home like definitely going to win? I don't mm-hmm. know. But, I mean, they had the same roster last year, and they went 7-9. and nine. So, I mean, obviously the schedule is different, but... No, that, that's a great point, because we do talk about addition and subtraction, so mm-hmm. uh, maybe I won't take that. But the, the fact that, that you can say one thing and make me waver makes me worry, so I probably won't <laughs> take that. So I'll pro- I probably won't take both of these so far, but I think I will be taking um, some other stuff as we move on. So next, we are heading on to the Steelers, the division winner last year, of course. Win total is 10.5, mm-hmm. over the over is the minus 120. The mm. under is minus 110. Twin division is minus 375. They were 13 and 3 last year. Now, uh, it feels like every year we're going through the same thing with the Steelers, right? Yeah, I mean, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Is, did you guys, and when you guys came to your predictions and you guys were looking at these odds, did, does that weigh into anything? Is it the guy who's looking for a contract, who's, who's continuously not getting it? Yeah, does that have any effect on. The numbers Absolutely. and stuff like that for this. Uh, Mikey, you start first. Especially with Todd Gurley just getting that contract that he just got. Blues the, the biggest contract for uh, right. running back. Four ever. years, I think. Yeah. So Bell's like thinking, like, wait, I'm the best running back in the yeah. league. Yeah. Which I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, now he's playing for a contract. Add that with Antonio Brown, who's far and away the best receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, Juju, who is... Um, they have great He's weapons. like 20 only. That's yeah, crazy. He, I mean, he's still not even a grown man yet, yeah. pretty much. And he plays Fortnite like all the time, so he's it's pretty cool. Not a he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. I'm living vicariously, vicariously through yeah, I would uh, Juju, if you're listening, I'd love to be friends with you. Yeah, just, you're, you're so cool. Just don't invite Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they also had three Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Um, yeah, yeah. It was Villanueva, DeCastro, and uh, Pouncey, maybe somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. When the other Pouncey. When uh, what's his face? When Roethlisberger gets protection, he's similar to Eli, and then he also has the ability that Eli doesn't have to extend. Make mm-hmm. plays work. Right. I think Roethlisberger is he's a big he's guy. He's yeah. very motivated as well. There was a quote. Um, I I don't know how closely our listeners follow, but this is why you would want to listen to a podcast like this. They they talked to him about the recent draft selection that the Steelers had mm-hmm. yeah. with the quarterback, and he said, "I could care less. I'm here to win now. You know, maybe he can take over in like three to five years." Mm. So he's very that. very motivated right now, and a motivated right. Ben Roethlisberger with those weapons. Bottom line on the Steelers, I think that their offense is too good where they can just kind of be, have a bad game overall and just still win, especially against teams in their division just mm-hmm. because of their uh, high-powered offense. Um, especially last year, they they, uh, they attempted 24 field goals inside 40 yards. Um, so they were pretty bad in the red zone last year. And with talent that they have with Bell and Brown and Juju and, and Ben, um, that should correct itself. Absolutely. That's another thing that Vegas um, likes. And uh, the only the only question mark I have for them is their defense. Um, obviously, lost the, the tragic injury to Shazier, um, who was actually walking with a cane. So uh, I wouldn't what be surprised beast. if he uh, if he like suits up again at some point. He seems like he worked really hard. But uh, um, they were 29th last year in deep ball passing yards uh, defend- defensively. Um, so they added Morgan Burnett to their secondary. You know, try and bolster that uh, safety. Former Packer great. Yeah, man. Um, so at least, you know, unlike the Bengals and teams like that, they're actually, you know, boosting their their weaknesses. Yeah, they're yeah, going for it. Which is just a classic Steelers move to I actually care. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a... 13-3 every year. Look, it, everyone says the defense is not, you know, especially after they lost mm-hmm. Shazier. Well, I got a couple of stats by any means, but... Before uh, Shazier went out, 17.8 points per game. After, 28 points mm-hmm. per game. 
A, it's tough midseason to lose a big guy. You look at Hightower mm-hmm. when he went down with the Pats. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you game plan for, for these guys, and all of a sudden they're not there. Especially a leader, too. But yeah. if you look, Oh, yeah. But if you look at behind the, the number, I'm a big behind-the-numbers kind of guy. Oh, yeah. The only, they only play four games, so it's a small sample size. But they played the division rival Ravens. Where I don't know if you guys remember that game. The, the total was like 30. Not really. But it was really small. And all week they're talking about how, yeah, they, this is, could finish like 7 nothing, 17-10, like a ridiculously low-scoring game. I think the offense has heard that, and they ended up putting up like 80 total. I remember that, yeah. I think that was, mm-hmm. a, was that a Thursday night game? I believe yeah, that was a Thursday was night game. Time. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you take away that game, that's kind of an anomaly when you look at their history. Mm-hmm. Then next they had the Pats. Are, are you kidding me? Of course the Pats are going to score a lot. They had the Texans. The Texans only put up. Six, mm-hmm. but um, those post Watson, yeah, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's you know out of one out of the four games where they didn't get double digits. But then the Browns put up twenty four. That's a meaningless game. Yeah, that was week. That was the last Jones week. Started that game, I think. Yeah. So so you look at oh man, twenty eight points per game without Shazier. They're not going to have Shazier this year. They got a lot of young guys. They did well mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year uh, defensively. I think they'll be all right. So I think the defense. <clears throat> this is obviously a Super Bowl caliber roster offense. A Defense B minus C plus depending on uh, who mm-hmm. knows. What, there, there's a little range there where they'll you know they'll bounce back. Do you want to go through yeah. the schedule first? Uh, so first four games we got uh, in Cleveland, uh, home against the Chiefs, in Tampa against the Bucks, and then home against the Ravens. Uh, I got them winning all those. So do I. They always play um, the Ravens tough, but I think they got it. Yeah. So then they got Chiefs um, are going to be sneaky hard, but they, that's their home opener. They, they yeah, ran yeah. some good luck mm-hmm. there. I mm-hmm. also have a quick stat. They have the 25th easiest schedule. Mm. That's awesome. I mean, part of that is due to the teams that they play in the oh, division. And the AFC. Yeah, the AFC is just yeah. not good. But, uh, so the next two games, they got the Falcons at home and then in Cincinnati. Uh, Falcons are a notoriously underperforming road team, and the Bengals mm-hmm. stink. Yeah. So, uh, I have them losing. Have them winning both of those. I have them losing the, the Bengals game, as we talked about oh, yeah, earlier. Yeah, that's right. Um, so then they got the bye. Uh, then at home against the Browns at after home a against bye. the Browns after a bye is a joke. Yeah. Um, so they'll win that. Actually, have them losing in Baltimore. I feel like they always split with the Ravens. I don't know if that's an yeah. actual no, stat. I, I, or it's, it's hard. <laughs> I just feel like they always like they'll play a game on Thursday night. It'll be like ten to seven. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's just, no, it is the last the last yeah. matchups. Maybe it's just because it'll like, end at twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, or I mean, something. I'd, I'd be boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got them losing in Baltimore. Um, then I got them beating the Panthers at home. Yep. Um, I have them losing in Jacksonville. I think that the Jags have their number, as we saw last year in the regular season and also the playoffs. Same. That's not mm-hmm. just a uh, like a talent versus talent. There's obviously some matchup issues. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they lost 23-24. Like, they got... Yeah, they got smoked kind of both games. And, I mean, the, the playoff game was closer than it, it looked. I mean, it looked like it was closer than it actually was. Brings you back to the Eli comparison I had with Roethlisberger. You get pressure. He turns into, like, a bottom third quarterback. Yeah. yeah. With, with protection... And all those weapons, yeah, Roethlisberger's the man. You know, I mm-hmm. think if you switch Eli mm-hmm. on that team, you see a lot of the same results. And, right. and also, with, with just I feel like you know, just to point out, I feel like every time with every year with Ben Roethlisberger, he has those stats that are skewed, not skewed entirely, but there's he has those games. I think it was last year, or the year before, where he had five, yeah, like yeah. five, five touchdowns, six touchdown games, and then yards, yeah, yeah, just like ridiculous that. numbers. And then everyone's looking up and they're stacking his numbers up against the year. To everybody else, like the Brady's and yeah. the Breeze mm-hmm. of the world, like oh, he's right there. I'm like, yeah, but he beat up on you know the, the lowly Browns yeah, or yeah, the yeah. Bills he or something. Faces them twice, right? Like, we we just yeah. talked about the Bengals' defensive yeah. stats, and that's Roethlisberger doing right. all that. So. Right, right, right. So we got uh, in Denver. Actually, have them losing that game. They historically, uh, the Broncos historically in Denver have their number. I have a little mark here the, between weeks eleven and twelve. They lose one of those. Yeah, they travel right, right. two. They. 
they got to go across the country. Yeah. So, I mean, so in if they don't lose to the Jags, go to Denver in the high altitude. Um, we all remember the Tebow game. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we do. Good old, good old Tebow. I watch it every night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, all right, so we got home against the Chargers. Uh, that could be a tough game, you know, going back to Pittsburgh after being in Denver, but I still got them beating the Chargers at home. Um, and then in Oakland, have them winning. Home against the Patriots. I have them beating the Patriots at home. I think that's going to be a revenge game for I last year. I also have that. They show up, dude. They really do. And I think mm. the Pats are going to be a little lesser, as we, we, we talked right. about in the AFC East. But and keep then, going. Uh, all right, so in New Orleans, in the Dome, I have, I have them losing. I also have them losing. Saints, dude, we are so smart. Oh, yeah, we're, we're locked in. Yeah. Uh, really synced up. But yeah, I have them losing. Saints always play really well in the Superdome. And then I also have them to close out the season, have the Steelers beating the Bengals at home. Yep, this is a good team. 13 wins, again, would not surprise me. Eight wins, like mm-hmm. if you take two above 10.5 and, and two below 10.5. Right. The two below 10.5, if they went 8.5, if that's somewhere, that that's very low. But if the line was at 12.5, I think people yeah, wouldn't yeah. really bat an eye at it. But I still mm-hmm. have the the over. Um, yeah, I only I have them 11-5, and five, but I was pretty conservative here. I got them at 12-4, and four, uh, winning the division, obviously. This is something that I am taking. Mm-hmm. I think I already have a ticket yeah. out on it. Yeah. I, I right. took, I laid uh, 120, but I think that that's worth it. Yeah, agreed. All right. Final team in the division, the Ravens. Now, of course, we're using my bookie, so just keep that in mind. Win total is 8. The over is minus 110. The under is minus 120. They're plus 375 to the win the division. And last year, they were 9-7. and seven. We're going to start with Mike. What do you think about this? Um, I think that they overperformed last year. Um, I think that they got word that I took the under on their win total last year. <laughs> so they overperformed. Um, I think that this is... I think that actually this is my, my hot take for the Ravens here. I think that Lamar Jackson uh, will play by week 10. Right. I think that Joe Flacco is bad. Uh, he's certainly not elite. And I think that um, they're also playing for uh, Harbaugh's job, perhaps. Mm, um, that's interesting. You know, they, that's interesting. They've uh, kind of been average since they won the Super Bowl. Right. They won the Super Bowl in, what, 2011? And they, dis- they pretty much dismantled the entire since, defense uh, that since, year. Yeah. Since Super Bowl, um, the Super Bowl that they won, I believe they're forty and forty. So, so just, they're just bang they're average. That's literally average. exactly what they are. They're just completely you know? average. So I mean, I think that they might get a new coach in there to spark things. Uh, I, I a don't little spark plug. Maybe not. I mean, not mid season. I, I think I think Harbaugh can last the full season. Maybe if they finish like six and ten, so maybe another see seven after, and nine yeah. season, mm-hmm. and it's just like. All right, like they they were they lost they they were they were minus two in wins this year. Like all right, like we have to make a change, or maybe again, maybe it's the quarterback. Maybe they say, all right, we know we're going to keep Harbaugh because we like who, who he is as a coach. We like his his personality. We like his his um, you know his ability to coach these guys. Mm-hmm. Let's let's pull the plug on Flacco or let's bring in Jackson again. That we really don't know what yeah. Jackson's level is going to be. I mean, it could be a Dak Prescott situation. Maybe Flacco gets injured, yeah, Jackson yeah. gets thrusted in, and all of a sudden it's Jackson's mm-hmm. job. So he's just, very, yeah, he's a, kind of a similar player to Deshaun Watson as well. Yeah, kind of same thing happened last year with uh, when they had they started Tom Savage, I think, yeah. week one, and they just brought Watson and he just dominated. Yeah, right. they had a, a couple of cool plays, like a couple of formations. I was watching on NFL Network. They had a couple where uh, RG three 
Flacco and Jackson are all on the field at the same time. Mm, that That's would be very exciting. That would be good if RG3 was off the field. <laughs> Look, I had Flacco too. Flacco well. <laughs> just, just keep them out, Jackson. I think so RG3 got kind of a bad rap in his career. I think it just was more injuries. Like, look, it was more Poor injuries. Guy. This is our, uh, our our sympathy moment uh, yeah. of the podcast, you know, for for RG three. Yeah, it's messed up. Well, look, piggybacking off what Mikey said, they have no targets, and now they have new targets for mm-hmm. their low t- tier two quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's already not good. Take away the names that, or like you know the names of the Ravens and all that stuff. I'm I'm big into that because you got to look at stats and uh, and Pro Bowlers and your stars, and then you look at additions and subtractions mm-hmm. and just take away the name itself and just look at that. And yeah. when you look at they have a brand new receiving court, like literally four new receivers for mm. stinky Flacco. Yeah, I mean they'd be the, the receiving core would be good if this was two thousand fourteen. I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah, too though. That uh, helps them out protect for, for Yeah, that's him. true. But I mean you got Crabtree, Willie Sneed. Yeah. Um Perriman is It's like eh. Yeah. It's just like a, yeah, it's just a they're, lot of. Uh, they're so like. It feels like, like the Ravens. Like, they're so forty and forty. The, the way the way I look at the way exactly. I look at the Ravens wide receiving core is that it's week seven of your fantasy league and you're scrapping for receivers. Uh, yeah, like I you're just know. like, oh, Crabtree yeah. was good once, and you start picking up Crabtree. I guess I'll start Brashad Perriman this week. <laughs> Um, one thing I do like about their offense, though, I do like Alex Collins. Uh, he had a, a not really a breakout year last year. I think he might have missed a few games, but I mean, he definitely overperformed to what everybody expected him to do. So, I mean, you can watch out for him. Um, we'll get into a, a fantasy uh, podcast a little bit down the line, but uh, he's definitely somebody to watch. He got the Marlon Mack treatment last year, and it, he was like, hey, he's good. And then we're like, why don't we sit him? <laughs> why? <laughs> the Chris Thompson treatment. There's a couple of guys yeah, that are just... Uh, Oh Actually, I think we don't want to win this year. Give him a day off. <laughs> no. You realize you have 16 games. Giving someone a day off actually That's is really bad. monumentally bad. <laughs> Look, they play... At first glance, they're not an eight-win team um, but for all the reasons of the things that we said. But one of the reasons why we go through the schedule is because sometimes there's different matchup issues. A bad team can beat a good team. It happens, I mean, I would say probably 50% of the time, literally, in the NFL. So they have an eight-win schedule, but they're not an eight-win team. If mm-hmm. you want to... Use that as a little segue, Mikey, to start the actual schedule. Unless yeah. you have any more. Yeah, just one thing I want to bring banter. up before before we <laughs> before we get into the schedule. Um, going back to, uh, I mean, we'll talk more about this in the fantasy podcast. But uh, Justin Tucker does not miss, and right, he will not good. miss. Uh, I don't think he'll ever miss again. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they have good special accurate. teams, and their punter is good as well. Um, so I mean, special teams isn't going to win you like sp- like win you five games by themselves, but. If, yeah, if, yeah, if that, that could, that could, yeah, that, that's something that yeah. could move the needle. Like if they were, yeah, if they were nine and seven last year, mm-hmm. they could be something where if you feel like they're an eight win team, maybe they're they go push towards more to nine more versus seven. I think move the needle is a good term, especially yeah. per game. So like like if you're betting per game and say the spread is two and a half, uh, I would you know the Ravens, special teams will the have fact a factor that they have in that. Justin Tucker right. on the special teams right. that could you know that's a, that's an advantage for them. Um, but yeah, so going into the schedule, they got the first four games here. They got the Bills at home um, in Cincinnati, home against the Broncos, and then in Pittsburgh against the that's, Steelers. That's a tough first four games. So I've got them beating the Bills. But I have them that's two it. and two. I have them winning at home against the Broncos. Like, it's a home game. Yonda's mm-hmm. back. Maybe they can yeah, I'm protect them a little bit. This you know? year, but so am I, especially defensively. I think that'll be closer than, uh, than you'd think. But I also think uh, Joseph is one of the... No, I shouldn't say worst coaches in the league, but I just think Harbaugh's just going to out-coach him. When you're at home, That's true, that yeah. helps big time. Mm-hmm. Vance Joseph, coach of the, the Broncos, by the way. Um, 
Keep going. So uh, next four games in Cleveland against the Browns, got them winning that. Same. Uh, in Tennessee, got them losing that. Yep. Um, then home against the Saints, have them losing. Even though the Saints are usually not very good on the road, Same. I still think they're just a much better team than the Ravens. So I think that they can squeak that one out. And then I don't think they'll be able to get any pressure on Breeze either. Yeah, no, they have absolutely. some edge, yeah. new edge guys, but mm. nothing serious. And then in Carolina against the Panthers, have them losing that as well. Same. So that's a rough four games. Mm-hmm. So then they they play this... eight playoff teams. Oh man. Yeah, that's rough, especially for an average team. So th- think really... about it. If you go yeah. five hundred, you're gonna have to win. You're gonna have to beat four playoff teams in order to go five hundred. If you just split everything down the middle, yeah, that's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um, so then they got the Steelers. At I have them home. beating them at home. I also have them beating them home before the bye. Um, and then I have them next week is a bye. Yeah, right? so, yeah, that's what I just said. I'm so sorry. Attention. I was <laughs> zoning out again. <laughs> I got the and then they got the Bengals uh, home after the bye, like you said before the Bengals. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the, is the Bengals. I think the Bengals might have a bye the same week. Um, we can check that, man. I mean, to be honest, I'm the, not sure. The it bye, doesn't really it doesn't matter anyway. because the Bengals are <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. Uh, so then, all right, so I got them beating the Bengals at home. Have them beating the Raiders at home. Um, then next two games they are in Atlanta and in KC. Those are both very tough games. Have them losing both of those. Uh, home against the Bucks. Have them beating the Bucks at home. And then uh, to close out the season, last two games in L.A. against the Chargers. Uh, I think I might have said in San Diego a few teams ago. Uh, they're not in San Diego anymore. They might as well. I'm still living in 2016. It was a great year for me. Uh, <laughs> and then home against the Browns to close out the year. Have them win. Uh, win so that. that's why I said, because I, I, I wrote this down. First glance, not an eight-win team, but they have an eight-win schedule. But really, they play eight playoff teams. But look at the last three games. Yeah, very, yeah. very winnable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a tough schedule. I think they have, I just looked up before, I think they have the 21st, yeah, the 21st easiest schedule. But at the same time, they play eight playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So, if you split it down the middle, they're eight and eight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, there's nowhere yeah, yeah. we can and that's, avoid this. I, that, and that's, I don't think, obviously, that's going to cut it this year. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They kind of backed their way in, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, they did back the, the, the AFC is team. pretty bad. So, yeah, an I mean, eight-win yeah. team could, if they can get to eight... They could very well make the playoffs. I don't think so um, because of the AFC West. We will get to that that's true. in yeah. a couple of yeah, I agree episodes with that. from now. Yeah, yeah. Um, one more thing I wanted to add. They did, I believe, they lost their uh, defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, which is such an unfortunate name. Yeah. Uh, P-E-E-S. <laughs> um, How come so, I didn't even think yeah. I know who he is. I've <laughs> never a, made that joke. It's also a sentence. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> 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 but, uh, so that's. I think that's going to – he's had their defense overachieving. Um, in my opinion, for a few years since their Super Bowl win. Yeah. So uh, I think that's definitely going to play a role in... I think their defense is going to play worse than it has. No doubt. Previous years. Out of all four of these teams, I only am taking action on one. Like I said before, that was the Steelers. Definitely fading this. Uh, I, they're eight and eight with splitting with the Steelers, winning against the Chargers on the road, sweeping the Browns. And we yeah, talked about I how that might not happen. Yeah, I have them at seven and nine, but I wouldn't... Because they're, they're, they're always a tough team to predict because I do like Harbaugh as a coach. And... Uh, I don't know. I feel like every year they're just like, oh, the Ravens have no talent, and they'll just kind of win games just by accident. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Decent. I could see them getting off to like a, a relatively slow start, and then having like going on maybe like a, a three and one streak, and then they it's just like, oh, then, 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 okay, now they're in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, if they have a friendly schedule as you just mentioned at the end, yeah. or maybe they two and one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they back their way and just barely again. But I think to do that two years in a row. <laughs> Mm-hmm. With a, with a guy quarterback who's who's clearly just he's not the man for the job anymore. Yeah. I think it's kind of safe to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting though. That's it, this this division. Uh, you know, we, we went through all four teams, and you can see there's this division is going to be 
pretty crazy to judge in terms of you know, what teams are, are going to take wins from one another because yeah. you got the Browns who, mm-hmm. again, you know, they we really don't know what they're going to be. Again, if, if Hugh, Jack, Hugh Jackson could somehow rally this team, maybe they're a five, six, six win team. Yeah, you almost call him Hugh Jackman. <laughs> maybe they should get Hugh Jackman. Yes. Maybe Wolverine would do it. But yes, but, yeah. but Hugh Jackson. And then you got the Bengals. <laughs> Again, the Bengals are just kind of on the decline. But you look at the Steelers. They're, they're the favorite, obviously. And then the Ravens. So this this division is going to be interesting. You're going to have maybe some co- uh, some quarterbacks changes uh, early in the season as well. Um, guys, do you have anything else on this division, though? Um, before we um, you know, get to our final segment and before wrapping up? Yeah, I, there's no one else who's going to win. I shouldn't say no one else who's going to win the division. But Steelers at minus three seventy five is still good value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really think that's in jeopardy at all. You know, like you, if you're like if you're a Ravens believer, I'd love to hear some points. But plus three seventy five is not enough for me to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you said, "Hey, the Ravens," like if you had a crystal ball and said the Ravens finish last in this division, I wouldn't be shocked. That would be yeah. a lot to happen because yeah. of the. I think. And Browns, I think the, the, the only guarantee in this division is really the Steelers winning. I mean, everything else, like, it, to, to really predict who who's going to finish where, I mean, there's a possibility that, you know, definitely the Browns finish third, and I don't think they're going to finish the cellar. I think the Bengals can finish in the cellar. I agree but with really, that. But yeah. really, we really don't know. The Ravens, can, the Ravens can have a down year. Again, 9-7 and seven last year, I don't think they're going to be a 9-7 and seven this year. I don't think 8-8, eight and eight, maybe even less, 7-9. and nine. Yeah. So, again, there's this division is going to be kind of uh, something to keep an eye on throughout yeah. the entire year with changes and, and how things kind of know affect that definitely there's always going to be uncertainty we don't have crystal balls but yeah. this is one of the divisions you'll notice we had a lot of agreements here that we, yeah. we agree on Bengals, browns Steelers. Mm-hmm. there's obviously uh different takes but uh, you know and reasons why we think certain things but i think everyone agrees steelers top of the division brown's going to be better than people thought Bengals going to be a little worse ravens average i mean this is the only thing we can be certain of is this division <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap up the AFC North preview. As always, uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at WinningTicksPod. And remember, it's only a gambling problem if you lose.